My name is Robert Gallant, and I'm the author of Rob's Vatican. We're talking about it once a month. So. Hi, my name is Tom Joyce. The title of my book is Habsburg Honor and Nazi Duty. Very valuable. I am Perry Kelly, and I wrote the book Cosmos Screen. Welcome to another episode of Book Talk Socials. Book Talk Socials. Book Talk 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 Talk. Book Talk. Book Talk. Book Talk Socials. Where books go social, they talk back. Brought to you by BookSocials.net. Welcome to another episode of Book Talk Socials, where books go social, they talk back. My name is Andy Peters, your podcast host. And today we will be joined by author Donna Graybanks. Donna is a self-published author of the adult suspense trilogy, A-List Diamonds. She's also the founder and director of the annual Fresh Book Festival. That's F-R-E-S-H, Fresh Book Festival. Visit their website, www.freshbookfestivals.net. And the Fresh Book Festival is held in Volusia Flagler counties in Florida, which will be in its 10th year this coming January 2021. Donna Graybanks, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. How are you today? I am good. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's a pleasure talking to you right now. And first of all, let's talk about the book, the trilogy. How do you say this? Is it Alis? Diamonds? It's Island. Island. Like your Island, La, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Island Diamonds. Actually, it was the name of my great-grandmother. Okay. A woman that I never met, but I heard was way before her time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to dedicate uh, some something to her, even though we didn't know each other. But I, I felt like we knew each other, right? Because she, I felt like I was a part of her. So that's why the, the trilogy, trilogy is named after her. Okay, adult suspense trilogy. Can, can you tell me more about that? It is. It is. It's it's based in the seventies uh, and eighties and on into the nineties in uh, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, a female who works for the intelligence community, and it takes you on her many assignments that are suspenseful and have their murder and intrigue and it's an erotic look at emotional manipulation and sexual gratification. That's where the erotica comes in. Mm. And the book also speaks about love and not being, that love is not the motivation for relationships. And so it brings in a, a whole cast of characters that come in and out of her life and then new characters come in in the next book because every time she goes on a new assignment, she meets new people. So it, it's really, it's a, it's a um, page turner. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is, and I've been told that it is. Right. And it is, um, but it's not for the faint at home. You know, you have to know that it is a um, erotic novel. It sounds like a good movie material to me. What do you say? I think so. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Are you getting any uh, offers from the Hollywood industry about this? Oh, no, you know, that is really, I think that's really, really hard to do. I think I have reached out, of course. Um, everybody with a screenplay. Mm. And if you have no idea how to write a screenplay, then that's something you can't do. 
Right. But I think back in the day, they used to actually read the books and then write the screenplay. Now they want you to bring the screenplay to them. So if I had the the time and the knowledge and the finances to do something like that, it probably would happen easier. But every chance I get, I put it out there. You know, if I see somebody with stardom on my Facebook page, I send it to them. <laughs> see someone um, while I'm out and about uh, at the festival. I will plug it as often as I can. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I understand you published with Author House, Donna. I did. Uh, I did uh, publish uh, through Author House. I've been with Author House for 11 years. Mm-hmm. My first novel was published in 2008, uh, when print on demand and self publishing was unheard of. All right. So um, it was a, a very arduous process I'll put it like that Mm -hmm. and it was very expensive but for me it was worth it because it taught me a lot about the process and how to go through it and how to be edited and um, re-edited because nothing it's always usually usually a three edit process before it's done Mm -hmm. The second novel was 2010, and that process was a little better because I had better knowledge. But again, the price, it was pretty pricey. <laughs> and then the third novel in 2019, it was still not inexpensive to do. But let me just say, I stayed with Arthur House because they knew the genre, mm-hmm. they knew the book, they knew how I liked it to be edited. And so it was easier for me just to stay with them and pay the price to have it done and done well. I see. So um, I, I don't know that the first authors, if you're not in the, in the if you don't have financial ability to go with somebody like Matha, then maybe that's not something you should do. But I think that when you're first time out, you should invest in yourself to invest in yourself. So if that means putting in a little more money to make sure you have a quality product, because that's, that's you out the gate. Right. Now, they'll forgive you on book three. You know, they might forgive you on book, but they're not going to forgive you on book one. Definitely. So it has to be good. It has to be your first impression of book one. It has to be good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I understand you're literally selling the books yourself. You got inventory at home and you pack the books and mail them out yourself. So even if your book is an Amazon, right? It's an Amazon and on different online bookstores, you still... It's on Amazon, it's in Barnes & Noble, it's on Goodreads, it's everywhere. But let me say this. Once you develop a relationship with your readers, that's everything. Because you know that that's secure base of financial income that you're going to get. And Mm. once you have a conversation with uh, someone and you find out a little bit about their background, you can make that autograph personal. Right. It's not like you're at a book festival where you say, best of luck, you know, <laughs> thanks for support. <laughs> so you can really personalize it. And when we go travel, and I've uh, had a relationship with somebody, let's say in D.C. or Orlando or um, Maryland, and coming, they will come and bring people with them. So those personal relationships you can't get on Amazon and Goodreads and Barnes and Noble. Not that I don't want I want my book there mm. who don't really want a relationship with the author. They just want to read the book. But for those who do, then you want to have that kind of patron in your, your back pocket at all times. So you you're doing this 
uh, on your own or you have a team to tag along with you during your traveling, during your book show? Yes, I have a volunteer team, um, but we all know the volunteers work when they want to, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a pretty steady group of people that have been with me uh, throughout the festival because we believe that literacy is a legacy, mm-hmm. uh, especially in uh, our communities. And so once you build that base, one might fall up, fall off, but you know, miraculously, there's somebody, there's always a ram in the bushes. Is that what they call it? A ram in the bush comes up and wants to be a part of it. And um, I couldn't ask for more than that. And so uh, my son, when he worked here with me, he was heavily involved in the book industry. He has gone on to do other things. But yes, uh, anytime I need help, the crew comes over, we have wine, we pack books, and we get it done. So it's, it's a good thing. Awesome. So what would you advise? What's going to be your advice to authors who self-publish their books and, you know, they're disappointed over not seeing the results that they hoped for? Uh, you know, you cannot sell books out of the trunk of your car. It just doesn't happen that way, right? Right. It's not like back in the 70s and the 80s, you know, where you could, you know, go into a shopping center, open your trunk and sell things. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much against the law now. You can't do it. So once your, um, your family has bought the book and your, first, your friends have bought the book, then what? Right? Mm. So you really have to know that this is not overnight success. I believe that, you know, the first five years, you try to get your name recognized. And then in the next five years, you want to build a database expand on your brand and build relationships. And so, you know, it takes, it's a 10 year process. Mm. Actually, I think this, I'm in my 11th, well, 11 years with Arthur House. And I think now I am just being recognized. And let's just put it out there. Your first book to most people, that doesn't make you an author. That makes you somebody who decided to write a book. So they judge you on whether you got book one, two, or three. Most of my colleagues have 15, 20 books. I'm way behind the curve. Um, <laughs> way behind the curve. And so I would say to them, stay the course. Mm. It's just like any other business. And make it a business. You can't do it as, you know, you can do it as a side job, but it still has to be a business. The gentleman that I have uh, a very good relationship is uh, Troy Johnson, who has one of the largest literary presents online. Wow. Uh, because the Goliath, Barnes and and so building that kind of relationship is, is really important. Mm. So you've been doing this now for 11 years. Yes. On your own, self-published. With, of course, with the help of Author House. And uh, right. yeah, it's great that you're sharing this to, you know, aspiring writers and authors who want to go into the self-publishing arena. And it's a tedious process you just shared to us. But again, it's, it's worth the time and the effort because you have to make that first impact that you've mentioned as well. Well, let me ask you this. How long have you been in the business? Well, I'm not from the book publishing industry. I have been in the media industry for quite some time. Started out in 1998 in the radio and now I'm doing my podcast. We just relaunched this. And the good thing about what we're doing is that, you know, we're sharing stories of self-published authors because we know that there is 
a lot of you out there who wanted to make it in this industry. Right. And I know there are a lot of frustrations, a lot of challenges. And uh, as you've mentioned, also the price of self-publishing is just costly, right? And, and we want to share best practice and, you know, success stories to inspire these aspiring writers to be in the right path and do more. And uh, that's why we appreciate talking to you and sharing your ideas. And, you know, what's nice about you is you also have this book festival called Fresh Book Festival. <laughs> I'm right. interested. We're very much interested. Why did you come up with this idea? Well, you know, I, I believe in uh, uh, divine creation, right? And so uh, I know I asked you that question about how long you've been in business because, okay, so you just said you've been in business for more than 18 years in yes. media, right? Exactly. And so what I'm saying to that is, you have to put in the time. You just have to put in the time, whether you like it or not. You definitely, know, definitely. But that's something that you want to do, right? right? And so Fresh came to me out of a, a really out of frustration mm. of not knowing the who, what, where, why, and how to publish. To publish, produce, and to promote. And um, I woke up one morning and had the whole acronym and I just I knew I had to push it and so fresh yes tell, tell us about fresh. romance erotica spiritual health or, or or history or whatever you want the age to be mm. and so it kind of takes care of everybody's job <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we didn't want to miss out on anybody yes and, and go ahead were you going to say something yes fresh I didn't hear you clearly but you're saying fantasy romance Erotica. No, I'm such a fiction. Fiction, sorry. Okay, fiction. Romance, uh-huh. erotica, mm-hmm. spiritual, and health. It's either health or, or history. history. You can make the H be anything you want it to be. I see. So this is mm-hmm. an, an ongoing book festival, and you're going into your 10th year of scamming Tell us more about so the first year was a bomb, the complete bomb, because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and <laughs> it was a complete bomb. I um, didn't reach out for help. I could do it all myself. Uh, I didn't need anybody's help, but that proved not to be true. Mm. So then in 2012, I met the commissioner in the city of Daytona Beach. Okay. Um, am I allowed to say her name or no? I don't no, know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Her name is uh, Commissioner Paula Reed, and she was a literacy lover. Okay. And we had a conversation. She took it to the commission. They took it on as a special project in 2012, and they've been the main um, sponsors ever since. Great. And so we're really excited about that, especially as we've been in our, in our 10th year. And we also expanded it. So we took it from this book to poetry to film. Mm. So four years ago, we added the film portion of it, a uh, short film portion of it right. to the festival because, you know, that's literacy too, exactly. on a whole nother form, right? Mm. And uh, so now it went from a two-day festival to a three-day festival. Wow. And we're just so excited about its future. Yeah. Interesting. What, what do uh, new authors need to do to take part of this festival? Well, we would be up and running with registration if it wasn't for COVID-19. <laughs> but, yeah. So um, it is our hope that we'll be up and running for registration by July, certainly the 1st of August. Mm. And uh, the 
The website is Festivals with an S dot net. And you can go on and you can see who's going to be there, how much it costs. Um, and you can pay in stages mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, coming out of your pocket all at one time. That was another thing that I wanted to make sure that the people who could wanted to come, I wanted to keep it affordable and I wanted them to be able to pay in stages because that's, where, that's how our lives are. And, you know, right. we have to pay every some things in stages. So uh, last year we had um, 23 authors from across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, a filmmaker and I, we had authors all the way from Vegas. Wow. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. All right, let me just say this. When, when young authors come or first time authors, whether you're young or old, go to a book festival. Don't go to sell your books. Mm. Yes. <laughs> but go to network and get all, you know, take it in like a sponge because if you've got some people who are OGs in the business, you right, know, right. Uh, you want to take as much knowledge from them as possible. And that doesn't mean standing at your your, your um, table and smiling all day. No, that means moving and greeting and talking to everybody and taking phone numbers and, and making sure you connect so that at the next event, you know, it's seamless. You right. guys are all together and you've connected. You got you got their patrons, they got your patrons, and then all of a sudden your patron list went from a hundred to four hundred. Wow. And and can you tell right. us can so, you walk us through the uh, festival activities, if you may, like mm-hmm. what's, what's happening. So um, in twenty twenty one it's the seven, eight, nine of January. And the reason why it's the first thing out the gate in the city of Daytona Beach is that if you don't do it then you won't be able to do it. <laughs> 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 you know, Daytona Beach is full of activities. Exactly. Uh, so we have um the first, the second week in January, because the third week is Dr. Martin Luther King. The fourth week is the Zora Neale Hurston Festival. The fifth week starts uh, NASCAR. We <laughs> can't compete with NASCAR. And then I think the fourth week goes into the Super Bowl. Fully so, loaded, fully loaded. Yeah. <laughs> we really had to start at the beginning. And so uh, Wednesday night is the uh, film festival. Mm-hmm. And we've uh, given it a different genres around the city. This year, I think we're going actually to a, a theater, a known theater there in Daytona Beach. Before we had it at the colleges, we had it at the Food Cookman, we had it at Daytona State, we had it at um, other venues. But this year, we're actually going to go to a, and I don't want to say the name because the contract hasn't been signed, but sure. to an actual theater and have red carpet and all that. With a film festival, with a short film festival, mm-hmm. is that a competition or just a showing? of the films that these indie creators are... Right. So as soon as the uh, the festival was over last year, we put out our, our calling for short films mm-hmm. and we'll be reviewing them in the next um, two or three weeks and somebody will be chosen uh, to come. The guy who has been chosen or seen every year is a gentleman named Booker T. Madison mm-hmm. who is fabulous and uh, he has done some phenomenal work in short uh, films and he's come every year. I believe this year 
uh, we're going to have somebody different, but he still wants to come back. So I don't know. <laughs> it seems like every year he has a different um, mind thinking, mind absorbing film for you to look at. Mm. He's very environmentally found in his thinking and he flashes you backwards and forwards. He's, he's just a, a phenomenal uh, filmmaker, Booker T. Management. And so we looked at several films already and we'll be looking at some more and then we'll be we will announce who um, the short film festival person will be probably in August also. So Awesome. So that's Thursday night. And Friday night, we have what is called the meet and greet. So you cannot uh, be sponsored by a city and not introduce the city. So Friday night is a portion where you can sell books. But basically, it's a meet and greet with the city, the other sponsors, mm. um, major uh, People who have been involved with us since 2012, we get to thank them and give out awards and uh, just have a, a good time. Right. And then Saturday is the go-to day. We start at 10 o'clock in the morning. We go till about 5. And that is when the doors open at 9.45. And it is all hands on deck. You know, stand up, meet, greet. People are coming in. And uh, we have workshops that... Um, the authors sign up for if you have a specialty you want to talk about relationships if you want to talk about healing mm. if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about so we have about four or five of those during the day we have a very well-known um mc who is from the radio station mm. who draws people in because uh it's, it's simulcast on the radio and uh, it's just a, it's just a good it's just a good good three-day <laughs> It has developed into two deep places. Sounds very exciting to me, and it's uh, fully loaded, you know, each of those days. Um, I also understand you've been to the Miami Book Festival, and how, how would you compare it to a fresh book festival of yours? I, there's no comparison because this, that's a street festival. Uh, fresh book is held inside. Mm-hmm. And so we're limited as, and limited as to how many people and how many vendors you can have. Okay. Uh, so it's more boutique mm-hmm. uh, The Miami film, the Vi- Miami Book Festival goes one, two, three, four, maybe nine streets. Right. And it's connected to a university. Mm. And it's not inexpensive. As a matter of fact, it probably is the most expensive festival I've been to. You know, you have to buy a tent or share a tent with someone. Mm. And, um, but there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people there. Now, now, granted, if you want to, if you don't sell a book, you can give away, you know, a thousand cards or have conversations with people. Uh, it has changed drastically the area, of course. So you need to really have some Spanish background or be able to be a little bit uh, bilingual mm-hmm. because there's a huge Hispanic community there. But that doesn't keep them from buy- not buying your books, of course. The downside to the Miami Book Festival, besides its cost, mm-hmm. is that uh, people like Author House and other publishing companies, they give away books. Right. So if your tent is on a, on, on a row where Author House and other publishers are giving away books, nobody's going to buy your book. <laughs> you published right. with Author House. During the time when you joined the Miami Book Festival, you had your own mm-hmm. booth. You didn't join Author House, right? Am I correct? No, because they were giving away books. 
Yeah. So, no, I was with another gentleman who had his own publishing company, and then I was here with my book, and then the people in front of us had their own publishing company, and they had their books. I see. But it's really hard to compete, mm. <laughs> you know, when that ten across the street, regardless of whether the books are good or bad, right? <laughs> uh, they're free, right? So right. Um, I found that very disheartening. Mm. But then again, well, there's a there's a there's a silver lining in everything. There are five people that I met that year that have promoted me so well. One was in California, just heard from her today. Another guy was in uh, Chicago, a lady from Tampa, and then one from the D.C. area. So the people that I met there Mm. were phenomenal. So even though it's very expensive and I probably would not be able to afford to do it again, I cannot say how important those five people were that I met. So... Um, in, in that regard, it, it was good, but it, it's a task, right? <laughs> so, because Miami is expensive. Right. You have to have a hotel room, you know, so. So did that inspire you? Was that the turning point that you said to yourself, I might want to create my own book festival, the, the fresh book? Right, that did help. That one helped. And then there's one in Houston mm-hmm. um, that I went to, which was also huge. And I think that when you get that big, you get lost in the in translation. <laughs> so I knew, you know, I knew I wanted to keep it boutique, not more than 20, 25 authors, just because for your money, you want to try to garner some of that back. Right. Right. And if you have 75 authors, you know, you divide that by how many people come in the building who are not going to buy a book or people who do buy a book have, okay, so I've got, I've got $60, <laughs> you know what I mean, per person, right? right. And so if you divide the pie, it's just not good. Mm. And so from those experiences, I learned um, that larger is not necessarily better. Right. And then I went to another one in in Maryland, which I learned so much from uh, as far as organizing and and making sure that people are where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and how you bring people into, you know, we have a saying um, in our community, uh, the smaller the, the smaller the house, the better the party, right? <laughs> so we really don't have to have a huge venue for everybody to be engaged and sometimes just the buzz of, of a people in one room exactly. can make it better. Right. Right. As opposed to having, you know, multiple, multiple rooms around an area. So in that respect, I learned a lot. And I hope that that has reflected in what we've tried to do at the Fresh Book Festival. Now, with the, yeah, with the Fresh Book Festival, what are the expected number of attendees in terms of the crowd? Well, what are you expecting? It just depends, you know. It's right after uh, New Year's. Um, it's usually about a thousand people mm. um, because it's right after Christmas and it's right after New Year's. And so people are just coming back into town. Uh, the other thing, the other disadvantage that we have is that uh, school's not in. I see. Right. So we might have that advantage this year because school may start early. <laughs> All right. And so. When the the second weekend January falls where kids are in school, it's much better 
because we get to invite all the students. They get to come in free. Mm -hmm. Uh, They get a business card to take back to their teachers, right, to say that they came. Everybody over 55 gets in free. Mm. And then we have teachers getting free. So that way um, we want people to come. It's not about what we make at the door. It's about the money that they spend when they want to get inside the door. Right. And so we try to make it very, very convenient. Uh, the students uh, get extra credit mm-hmm. if they come. So that's a motivation. Like if you're on the borderline of a, a C and a B, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that might be just enough to kick you up to a B. Uh, so we, we have those established relationships with the principals with the of the school. Right. They, do they get so, more yeah. credit when they buy books? <laughs> Say that again. Did they get more credit when they buy or purchase books? No, we don't. We don't. We don't. You know, put it, put that much pressure on them. But usually, the the children and um, uh, young adults in middle school and high school um, come alone. Mm. And so, but I have noticed that the parents, uh, this one, two or three young men said, "You know, I have to buy a book because my mother gave me money to buy a book." <laughs> you know, that's a good thing. So I guess that proves that they were there, first of all. And um, we get to, to bring a book home. And so I think bringing in the schools is so important. The university is so important. It has to be a collective um, community event for it to work. You can't leave anybody out if right. you can. Right. right. What can people expect this time around? 2021 Fresh Book Festival. Is there something new and exciting happening compared to the previous festivals that you've done? No, we're just going to step it up a notch and make sure that everybody has a good time. And uh, we're going to bring in very, you know, sound people that have sound backgrounds and, and knowledge and publishing and, and promotion and, and, and everything. We, we want to tell people that you, you cannot do this by yourself. You know, right. if you can afford a publicist, get one. Right, right. If you can afford, and everybody should have a website. I don't care what you say. It's just so important to drive people to your business. So we have we have website promoters there. We have publishers there. We have boutique pub, uh, publishing people there. Mm-hmm. We have promotional people there. And so if you're a first-time author or inspired to be an author, not just people who already are authors, but people who may be inspired to be an author, you should come and find out what the business is like. Because I have, you know, I personally have fallen down the rabbit hole more times than I want to talk about. (laughs) You know, and and, you know, at some point you get tired of seeing Ethan Spades and Alice. Right. Right. (laughs) You, You want to have a better knowledge. So anybody coming to the film festival, I mean, to the Fresh Book Festival this year will have a an abundance of knowledge at the table that they can take and do something with. Good to know. And do you do uh, pre-promotional materials before you get into the festival? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, yes. We do radio. We do French. We do, um, on my website, we do all our partners' websites. Mm. Um, we do some hand material, but that has gotten to be a little bit expensive too for somebody to throw away, right? So most of it is done on social media, I must say. Right. Except for our elderly population. So we try to get out to in the area that it's in, 
There are exactly 43 licensed searches. Way too many, in my opinion, but that's, that's another story. We try to get to all of those churches, and I don't know how that's going to change in this online, um, you know, the new normal for how churches run. Right. So right. we may have to buy some time on uh, churches' social media presence, which is, we don't have any problem with that. Um, local radio promotion is key. Mm. And everybody that you invite that is registered, you have to tell them to promote themselves to promote your service, right? So if you're coming, you have to let your whole base know you're coming. Regardless of where they are, right? Even if you're in Las Vegas, the lady from Las Vegas invited all her people in Las Vegas. No, they couldn't be there physically, but who do they know in Florida? Right. You don't know who they know in Florida, right? Yeah. And so I make sure that they are engaged in the promotional process. Not, not just me. I can't promote you because I don't know who you are in Maryland. Well, when you're talking to me about that, you can definitely offer, you know, interviews to these authors who were just right. for free. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I didn't mention that. I'm sorry. I have a radio show every Monday night. Oh, you do have one. And yes, I do. Every Monday night from eight to nine, and so we will be promoting nothing but authors starting July the first. Now, up until this point, because of my sponsors, there's some political stuff that I have to do, right? I see. And there's some necessary things that I have to do. But starting July first, in mm. all the way up to the festival, we do nothing but promote authors and the authors that are coming. And so that is from eight to nine. It's some on uh, Joy 106.3 FM and it goes Facebook Live Great every Monday night so yeah I'm more excited about that yeah we can help out uh, send them in so we can uh, give them promotional interviews uh, oh forward. fabulous I'll do <laughs> that I will definitely do that okay now uh, having written for some time and having experienced self-publishing for some years now I'd like you to share your thoughts, your advice to aspiring authors before we let you go? Oh, man. Uh, I would say write with a purpose. That's the uh, that's the title of the 2021 book festival, French book festival, write with a purpose, with the purpose to do and write with excellence. Wow. You know, we have so much stuff out here that's not excellent. We really need to get back to writing with excellence and and doing business properly. So I would say to a first time uh, author, find find your uh, your shaman. Find your Obi-Wan, right? There's one in your community who's been in the book industry. Go to the the local little bookstores or go to your university. Those guys have all published in, in, in journals. Get as much knowledge as you can. Connect with me. And, you know, if you have a question, if you need to talk to somebody about something in particular, we have a cadre of people that we can connect you with. If it's about what your cover would look like, mm. um, do you do acknowledgments? How you do the acknowledgments? You know, where you start? And, and, and if you, you know, if you have those kind of connections, it just makes it so much easier. Don't be afraid to tell somebody, you know, I said to someone the other day, you know, I'm an author. And they said, everybody's an author. I said, no, they're not. Tell me how many you know. 
Because even though it looks like there's a lot of us, there are not as many of us as you think. Right. So, totally. you know, if you're in, and I said to that person, I said, look at your, your surrounding of people, your core group of people that you deal with every day and, and your colleagues at work and beyond that, what you do outside of work. How many people in that list of 70 people you can say is an author? Right. Right. So it, it's not some, it's not for the fainted heart because guess what? People are not nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they will tell you whether they like your product or don't like your product. And so you cannot wear your feelings on your sleeve because you have to know that you not only write, you write for yourself. You write to write well and write with a purpose. And if somebody doesn't like it, that's okay. Right. Because it's just like ice cream, you know? You like butter pecan, I like vanilla, you like chocolate, eat what you like. Right. Read what you like, right? And so I would tell them to just sit down and start the process. Stop talking about it. Mm. If you got something to say, sit down and say it. You know, I mean, I really, it, it, it beguiles me when I talk to people who say, oh, I've been writing this book for, you know, 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at some point you got to get it out of your head onto a piece of paper or onto the computer. And, and, and don't be afraid to make a statement. Mm. Don't be afraid to write about what you know. Write about what you know. Write about what's familiar with you. Mm. Unless you want to do extensive research, and you still have to do extensive research. My books are based in Washington, D.C. I was there 20 years. But the difference is that was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And things that were there then are not there now. Definitely. Right? And so I always get an email about, oh, that's not on the corner of what Wisconsin and, and international. And I said, no, but it was then, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so you have to do your research and just enjoy the process mm. of writing with a purpose. You have to enjoy it. If, it, if, it's, if it's laboring to you, then it's probably something you don't want to do probably not your passion <laughs> probably not your passion right so Donna before we let you go we'd like you to invite our listeners out there to come in and join you on your uh, Fresh Book Festival and at the same time promote your books uh, where they can find you where they can buy the books uh, feel free to do that now okay thank you so much so uh, beginning I will put the date out as August 1st to register for the Fresh Book Festival it's Fresh Book Festival with an S, mm-hmm. at .net, and uh, it takes you through everything you need. You push a couple of buttons, you're registered. You can register um, all at once, or you can register in segments. And by that time, it'll show you everyone who's going to be a featured author. And for me, you can purchase my books, of course, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, but you can also purchase Pertum, at Donna M. Graybanks.net, Donna M. Graybanks.net. If you purchase them from my website, of course, I will personally find them and make sure you get them in a very timely manner. Right. That's awesome. They should go to your website so that they get those personalized uh, signature from you. Donna, I appreciate you sharing your story with us, and we hope to uh, share this podcast to the world very soon. 
And we hope to talk to you again, hopefully before your book festival starts in January. All the best to you. And uh, we will talk to you again. Thanks for your time. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'll come on anytime you ask me to. Definitely we will do that. Thank you, Donna. You take care now. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoy this episode of Book Talk Socials. Don't forget to click like, comment, and share. To get the books the readership they deserve, head on to booksocials.net. Book Talk Socials, where books go social, they talk back. To be our next guest, visit our website at www.booktalksocials.com. Here at Book Talk Socials, we will definitely book a talk with you soon.